yeah, let's be clear. Cody, go, Cody going to be healed at some point. You don't have a neck tattoo like that and you just stay baby face. All right. You just you just don't you just don't. That man got that neck tattoo. You, we knew it was all when Brandy said I had nothing to do with that decision. <laughs> we knew right. That, that was the first time I think a lot of us had the murmurings of this fucking guy. Like that was the first time it happened. That neck tattoo happened. And you're like, fuck is up with boy. Like, you know, and it's so nah, man, uh, I, I would I would I oof. I'd make that motherfucker a heel immediately. I bring I bring back the American nightmare because again he can't he, he don't don't no 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 more of this you know baby face Cody promo. Don't nobody want that. Don't no, 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 no. nobody want that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again in our recorded glory with a brand new episode of the best wrestling podcast in all of the world. This is Give Me the Book. My name is Mike Alloy. With me, as per always, the El Guapo of stand-up comedy and professional wrestling commentary. Satoyo here back once again, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Give me the book. We appreciate you. Please keep listening to us. Enjoy us while you have us because Satoyo is blowing up fast and uh, eventually he's going to be too big, too big to do talk wrestling with us. At least for free. And I don't I know about that. Afford his fees. Uh, <laughs> we're back. We're back once again to talk wrestling. Um, we it's It's been a, a weirdly quiet week, I would say. Not not too much new developments have happened. Not too many uh things or whether it's uh in, in terms of rumors or in terms of what happened on our tv screens that need to be discussed so i think we're going to have a very free-flowing show and uh my big takeaway from the week the biggest takeaway i had from what happened this past week was that la knight is a star and he's finally getting received and uh, uh starting to get the, the the response of a star he was featured very heavily on the la latest episode of nxt he started was in the beginning in the ring with uh the miz and uh dolph ziggler and bobby Roode. they let him cut a promo they let him get his catchphrases over and the entire crowd was you know cheering and pop popping massively for him he was featured in backstage segments in backstage interviews he had interaction with walter probably setting up something in the future, and of course, he also was in the main event uh, in the losing effort to Dolph Ziggler. I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it wasn't a clean win. I believe he lost due to interference from Bobby Roode. It was, it was um, about as it so. was about as clean as you get with that company. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't have the level of chicanery that was behind Dolph Ziggler winning the NXT title. Sure. So it was less. It was way less screwy than that. I I would agree with that. Um. So I think, again, that was kind of my big takeaway of, okay, this company now is positioning uh, LA Knight, if not to be the face of the company, maybe to be actually the, the, the next baby face of NXT with, you know, um, uh, Braun Breaker potentially moving on uh, to the main roster in a hurry. Um, and Tommaso Ciampa giving his fairway speech. LA Knight might be that new baby face on, on, uh, on the company. Um, Satori, what, what do you think of that, the latest development? 
let me say for the record, L.A. Knight is a star. He's been a star for quite some time now with all of his dealings with Impact and then in the NWA. So it's always a matter of where we sort of where the guy was going to end up. You kind of all we all hoped eventually he would wind up in a big promotion uh, like a WWE and he's landed there. I think that is he a star? Sure. Are they necessarily treating him like one to this point? Not really. Not in NXT 2.0. That could change. Now he is featured. Um, and is he getting himself over? Yes, because he's a very naturally charismatic guy. Uh, historically, though, with this company, that in no way means that they are all of a sudden going to position him to be the guy for this company. There's no historical evidence that would sit there and say, oh, no, you can get over and you can do your thing and you can be massive. And then we'll just we'll we'll just have to use you now if it happens organically and they have no choice, then sure, they'll go along with that. But there are plenty of instances also that would show you that when someone just can get over and can be organic, they can easily not be used or they can be put into the very, very unfortunate position of it, it equates to a good job, but really minimizing the talent of being a good hand. So I think right now, um, you know, in, in NXT and in its prior incarnation, LA Knight was featured pretty heavily um, in an angle that was actually very enjoyable, that did a lot for Cameron Grimes. Um, that did a lot for the million dollar championship. I think that was about as over as the title has been since Ted DiBiase had it uh, initially. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and since he's been on NXT 2.0, it's just been in the service of everyone else. Now, you can still get yourself over and you can still be a very effective and compelling character uh, with that. What I am saying is that in their booking practices, they are letting you know Here's how we view this guy. Now, could they course correct? Of course they could. I haven't seen that as far as of yet. Remember NXC 2.0 night one. He comes out, loses to Braun Breaker immediately. Then in the four, fatal four-way, eats another loss. Since this uh, 2.0 company has gotten started, he has yet to win a major feud. He just did a big, he, he was supposed to be, he, he was working in service to get Grayson Allen over. Miz 2.0. Grayson, Grayson Allen, Grayson Waller. If your name is Grayson, it's terrible. There's never been a good Grayson ever. If Grayson is your first name, your parents never loved you. If Grayson is your first wrestling name that you come up with, you have a future, unfortunately, in WWE, but you really shouldn't because it's a terrible name. Um, but yeah, he was he put over uh, Grayson Waller in that view. And, and then he just lost to Dolph Ziggler. So is he an over star? Of course he's over. Of course he can be a star. Will they use him as a star? I, I don't I haven't seen that yet in this incarnation of NXT. Maybe, maybe they do see him just as, hey, you are somebody who could take eat losses and because of your promo skills, because of your charisma, you can continue to get over. I just don't think they put somebody again. Clearly they put the Miz and and uh and Dolph Ziggler there and you know to to give the rub to the NXT roster and to have him stand with them too, that means they definitely see something in them. They definitely see maybe again, maybe he won't be the next face of the of the of the, the brand, but he's definitely going to be. He's definitely a player that they clearly value. And that's it. And, and again, and I just, I just, I really love the, the 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 massive pop he received. I was like, oh, this is the the most story I think he's been with that and and the place so far. It, it, in spite of losing with two, uh, losing a few to Grayson Waller, like it didn't seem to hurt him at all. Yeah, I think that, you know, with with him, of course, now, as, as it relates to your, your point about him being in that situation with the Miz and them, I mean, who else on that brand right now could actually carry that position? Of course he was there. He's the he's the only one that can actually I mean, they others can, but he's the most naturally comfortable talking on the microphone 
uh, on NXT 2.0, I'd argue. I don't know of anyone who's more comfortable and is better suited talking on the microphone than him in that company. So sure, you're going to put him there. He's in this feud now. It appears he's, he might do something with Gunther. So you know he's losing that. Um, so if he's losing in service to go somewhere, cool. But if he's just losing to lose, then he's like, all right, well, he's just losing to lose. And so far, he's, he's just been losing. Now he's maintained uh, how over he is um, in spite of that, but that can only go for so long because regardless of what this company would have you believe, regardless of what they have tried to tell you in the past, do not be mistaken, brothers, sisters, comrades, humanoids, don't be mistaken. Wins and losses do matter in professional wrestling. And they will sit there and gaslight you and say all this other stuff. The wins and losses don't really matter. It's about putting on a good show and we're here to entertain and we're here for the people and da 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 da. But if you want someone to get over, you know, they have to actually like, win sometimes. Like not just a match, I mean feuds. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the other moment in NXT I really liked. Um, not again, not too match heavy. Uh, unfortunately, my, my, my wish for a kid versus uh Kushida to last longer uh did not come through it was a, it was an excellent match but unfortunately it lasted some five minutes um there was an excellent I thought promo Tommaso Ciampa caught what seems to be his goodbye promo uh to the world of NXT looks like he's gonna put over uh PD uh what's his name sorry uh blah, blah. Tony Tony, Tony D'Angelo Tony D'Angelo on his way out the door uh, I'm okay with that again. Tony D'Angelo, I, I like his wrestling style. Very, you know, kind of a brawler who relies on sub, uh, su uh, suplexes. Um, he's, again, a cheesy character. I, I enjoy it. It's, 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 you know, 80s wrestling at his best. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think they, they two can have a fun match. To, to, to go along with what Mike Alloy says, I disagree. Uh, I don't like Tony D'Angelo. I think he's a fine in-ring worker. The gimmick sucks. It's stupid. It's terrible. It's clown shit. Um, it's, it's really campy and hokey. And it also, I'm like, this isn't who this guy is at all. I mean, even with the passing of, of Scott Hall recently, again, like a lot of, uh, social media commentators and, and professional wrestling historians have said accurately, the reason that Razor Ramon character worked so well is because so much of it, uh, it wasn't just a Tony Montana put, placed on a set. It wasn't Scarface placed on a seven, six foot seven body. There was a lot of Scott Hall in it to the point that when he left, he was Scott Hall, but it was still so much of rate. It was like, oh, shit, that was him. <laughs> like, that was actually him. Tony D'Angelo is none of that. Uh, however, hey, I mean, you know, if if it's Tommaso's time to put over Tony D'Angelo, then it's Tommaso's time to put over Tony D'Angelo. All you can hope for is that um, if and when Tommaso does get called up, they don't like rename him something like Ice, like they did to to Pete Dunn with that Ice shit is, name. Of Ice is a great. Yo, if his name is Tony Ice. I would do it. I would pop. I pop for Tony Ice. See, you're letting go. See, here's the thing. Tony Ice is I, fire, again, bro. Again, Tommaso Ciampa. You know fire. what? You know what's? You know what's interesting? Tommaso Ciampa is like Italian, so he has an Italian name. So why why uh, ruin that? But uh, but yeah, hopefully they don't call him something stupid, you know, like 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 that or glass or some shit. Um, just leave his name alone. Again, this I'll go back to this original point. These dumbass names that just have no explanation for no fucking reason. When these talents have again, here is where I will I will come at you again, Mike Alloy, Gunther, terrible. Pete Dunn being called Butch, 
terrible. Why? These are featured talents that are on your product that are that, that have that have apparel that has been made about them. That has been they have merchandise about them. I just bought WWE 2K22. Pete Dunn is Pete Dunn. Walt, Walter is Walter. And you change their fucking names to sit there and act like the audience doesn't remember. Bruh, you showcase them. They've been in the Royal Rumble for goodness fucking sakes. And then you come. Oh, no, it's butch. You're disrespecting your fucking audience and saying, well, that doesn't matter when historically it does. It just does matter. Uh, so, yeah, butch is a stupid name. And Tony, I, I, I do think the context is important. And I, and I wrote as much. I think butch is way worse than God. I don't like the, the equivalency. And actually, I, I thought it was weird. The amount of attention that Gunther got and Butch we got barely not nearly as much as criticism, and I thought it was weird because to me Butch's one just sounds way worse. Butch is just sounds and aesthetically less pleasing than Gunther. Two, I thought it was important the fact that Walter himself said, "Hey, I used to go by Walter. Now I go by Gunther." It's it was one. It it didn't treat the audience as stupid. It was hey, and you let the character remain control of of his own name, which is extremely important. With Butch, it was completely different. Butch, it was some aside of you know he you know he goes by another name, but we're just gonna call him Butch. I think what Seamus said when they when they you know panned the camera to him, uh, he still has spoken the word. He's I guess the strong silent type. Um, and by the way, also very I think clearly inspired by the the Butcher and the Blade as like a, a hitman for hire. Um, and uh, and uh, AEW. Uh, so it's, uh, I thought it was way worse again, both aesthetically and the fact that again you didn't have the person himself say, hey. This is what I used to go by. Now you're gonna call me something different. It, it, it was none sounds, of that. This was none of the control. This it, this was stupid. This was bad, and it's so aesthetically not pleasing. That's 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 a you have a fair point there. At least that Walter had the opportunity to be like, "Hey, I go by Gunther now." Um, but that's it's still really dumb because you've still invested a lot of money into this prior incarnation of a character, and you're switching over now. Now here's what I'm sorry, bro. I'm playing. The, Walter's my NXT champion. Guess what? It says Walter on the fucking thing, dude. Like, let's not, let's not, let's not play simple here. Also, uh, what is so important, and you, you're very, very right about this, is that there was very, there was less social media outrage as it relates to uh, Pete Dunne's name change. You know why? It was the collective desensitization of the audience at hand. It's the audience literally being like, "Fine, dude. That's just what you guys do. We don't even got time for it. You're telling us." to care less and smacking us in the face a little bit but guess what we've seen you do this okay you you've done this before fine like have at it hoss i think it's literally just a collective fatigue and being like we could yell about this we could yell into the void about this but i think especially with the internet wrestling community there's like but what's the point there's gonna be something else that we could actually get mad about that's probably stupid anyway. But as it relates to this one, it just I just don't think it was worth it. Like, even when I saw Butch, I was like, all right, I can yell about this on the podcast, but if I even tweet about this, I would just be wasting my energy in much the same way, to my defense, that, like, Gunther would be wasting my energy. It's like, okay, I can talk about this on the podcast, but if I tweet about this, like, no, I mean, I'm just... They, at this point, this company will sit there and say any reaction is a good reaction, right? Like any press is good press. And it's like, I, it's not press that I just want to give you in a, in a written format because it stinks. It stinks bad enough that I'm like, okay, I just don't care then. Fine. I think you give the internet wrestling community way too much credit and to try to justify their actions. I honestly think it's too, one, there was no way to tie this name change to Nazis, which, you know, with Gunther, they twisted and turned their way to make that tie to it. So uh, that that obviously helped the outrage. Um, and uh, the other part is that uh, uh, 
Biggie broke his neck five minutes later. So I think the the people were concerned with just another story. Hey, I I, th- I think there's definitely that. That's also an element to it as well. And the internet wrestling community, you know, by and large, we want to shit on them. The 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 outpouring of support for Biggie has been very very important. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. Also, the fact that like. Where they could have let their animus go, they did not direct their animus in a place that I do believe would be totally justified if they chose to direct their animus there. So you can't say that they're without any type of feeling because that guy has dropped multiple people on their necks, finally broke a guy's neck and still beat a former world champion. There are numerous people like that, though. That's that's a I mean, if you want to go down to him, there's numerous people who dropped numerous people on their necks multiple times. He just didn't break their necks. Just got lucky. But uh, honestly, you, if, honestly, if that's look, the game you want to play, no, no, but, no, no, that's no, that, I, I can totally play that game because again, see, I'm sorry, I wish Bret Hart was here just to tell you that you're wrong because, like, I'm not, you can't drop, you can't, you can't, not, bro, you cannot hey, man, drop people, break somebody's neck. come on, bro, you that's cannot not, drop not people, no, we can go there, I'll go there right now, you can't tell me not to, I held Seth Rollins to the same fucking standard, it's like, yo, you injured one person, okay, that happens, you injured another person, okay, that happens, then you broke a guy's neck, I'm like, hey, yo, what the fuck? Yo, like, it's like, there's a problem here. So this is the second time. This is the second situation. So accidents do happen. I'm sorry. I remember watching the product. And again, a wrestler who I do know, who has worked for companies all over the world, they said, you can be anything in professional wrestling. You can be an asshole in professional wrestling, but you can't be unsafe. That's the one thing that people tend to get hot at. In this particular instance, it does not appear to be the case, probably most likely because Biggie just won't go for it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's just apparently just a very, very good dude. And he's better than most people. Because I'm going to tell you this. Someone drops me on my fucking neck and potentially ends my career. I'm hot, bro. That's just what it is, man. And as much as great as Owen, the late great Owen Hart is, him breaking Stone Cold Steve Austin's neck, we remember that. And that does go on to his legacy. As oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he shouldn't be part of your legacy. Worker. I'm just saying to get angry at him and be like, this guy is one exception. Bro, it's it's... I hate to say it, but it's it's wrestling. It does happen a lot, and as people do more and more higher difficulty moves, and as you know, uh, suplex wasn't even a high finishing move, move but it's a transition move. It's it's going to keep happening, unfortunately. Like I like I said last week, that was not even a high like a high super move. I just no, said he does it like, regularly. That's my point, though. Hold on, like I said, because the previous time he dropped Johnny Gargano using the power, uh, what was the power slam, which he, he usually doesn't do, and he stopped doing it completely. I don't think I've seen him do a power slam since this move. The fuck, it's not uh, over belly to belly, it's the one where he lock, locks the arms. I forgot the name, but he uses it regularly on big dudes. I've seen him do it to uh, Damian Priest, I've seen him do it to big dudes in, in NXT UK. Like, he can't get people over. I don't know what happened there. It, it is what it is, you know. That's that's it's unfortunate, but I I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, this dude is just an unsafe work. I think this dude is extremely unlucky in in the world of wrestling because again, he had fucking ricochet land on, you know, break his fucking face with his knee. He had uh, he broke his uh, leg trying to catch uh, Oni Lorcan uh, back in NXT UK, and you know now this, like you know, he dropped a dude in his head and fucking he breaks his neck. Like it's it's I think he has some sort of bad luck maybe in, in relation to wrestling, but I don't think it's fair again because we can look over and over and over times and the amount of people who fucking drop their oh, their people horrible, on that, who horrible. thankfully in most of those cases did not break their neck horrible, again. Horrible, horrible thing to mm-hmm. have bad luck in. 
Okay. Yeah. So you can make propitiations and apologies for the dude as much as you want. That is your prerogative. I simply just disagree. I don't hold again. I do believe that in this thing that I do watch standards have to in fact matter. Right. Sure. So, it, so again, so again, when Shinsuke Nakamura dropped John Cena on his head, it's like, Hey man, you can't be doing that shit. And, yep. and thankfully John was like, Hey man, that shit happens. But guess what? That was not a move that was then in the repertoire all like that. When, when you when you have an issue with guys of two drastically different sizes and the same outcome happens each and every time, again, like I said last week, maybe we just shouldn't be doing that move outside no more. Like, again, you can yeah, be sure. amazing. You can be an amazing athlete. You're all both big dudes. And sometimes you just don't pop up high enough, man. Just You just simply do not. So, again, uh, there was a time period where you do some shit like that and there's repercussions for it. That does not appear to be the case in this particular instance, um, which I think shows, uh, I think maybe the grace of Big E, how beloved he is and how he probably just doesn't want Rich Holland to carry that. Like I said, better person than many, better person than myself. Um, I just wouldn't carry it that way. Also, I'm just like, hey, man, that was your former world champion that you did, that you maybe just got out of here. And, and if and if what you say is true and they have been putting money in him and showcasing him and all this other stuff, they just lost that. And they don't appear to have a very big reaction to that, which is interesting and also illuminated. And then what do you want, what, what do you want to see them do? Hey, man, listen, you can do whatever it is you want to do. Change up your style and then don't beat a former world champion the very next week. It's like, OK, then it didn't matter. Like there was no consequences for that. I'm not saying break his kneecaps. I'm not saying bury him. I'm not saying, like, oh, OK, we're just going to proceed as follows. And y'all going to continue to sacrifice this group to these guys who will never get close to the level of what the New Day was. When I'm like with Ridge Holland, I just don't see that you're going to get that like that investment that you're putting into Ridge Holland is not, I don't see it paying off as much as uh, Kofi Kingston or even Big E, even though his career is quite possibly over. So it's just like, all right, cool. I am. I guess, I guess we're just doing that. It's, it's full steam ahead to WrestleMania. Again, man, it's, I, the, the, I, there was no such, let me put it this way. And I fucking hate to be WWE versus AW guy, but it's the most obvious example because I can't think of another person who broke another guy's neck. And Hangman broke Ricky Starks next and won their title. Yeah. You so, know what and, I mean? And no, what, what, the situation. I know. What were you going to say? That Hangman is much more than Rich Holland probably ever will be. That's probably true. At the same time, like I said, man, I, I, you, it's, it's a difficult topic to, to, to speak about. I think they're doing the responsible thing. And again, if you, if you list them, what's, you know, at this point, you have to do what's best for the shareholders. They clearly see something rich on. Is there something there? Maybe. I don't, you know, I don't know how much they even think themselves because they don't give him a ton of mic time. So clearly they think that he needs to do some work on the character and on the mic. Otherwise, they wouldn't have paired him with Sheamus and, you know, have him as a hero. That being said, they are letting him beat people and they are letting him uh, get some TV time. So clearly they think there's they got something there. And again, he's a young dude. He's a good looking guy. Uh by all means, fucking, you know, can wrestle. Um, so can we'll he now? Can mm-hmm. he? That's interesting. Um, uh, there's enough evidence to suggest that if he can wrestle, he doesn't appear to be able to do it safely. Now, in the case of Adam Page versus Ricky Starks, it's also important to remember that was kind of a collective botch because Ricky Starks was trying to catch himself. So that was like a German <laughs> okay. that like that, sure, no, sure. No, which, which I'm saying. So that was like a weird thing that just shouldn't have been done anyway. But yeah. even then I was like, hey, man, you can't be dropping people on their fucking neck. And I was like, I don't want Ricky to wrestle for a minute. 
Like I'll hold that. I'll hold that fucking standard. It's like, hey, you got to be careful with that shit. That's people's necks. We've seen enough of this shit to know how this thing plays out. So again and again, look, hey, man, you want to have sympathy for dude? You can. I just don't. I just don't. That's okay. I know you don't. I know you don't. And I don't think he's a good wrestler. I don't think he's a good wrestler. Because you don't see what the dealism is because you're not investing. But it's not for the right reasons. That's my point, I guess. Because you're not investing. It's totally for the right reasons. Because you're not investing. Because he's on the company you already don't like. He is not, you know, he's not a character you went to. Yeah, he was. He's not. He's on. He's on a company that I have very little faith in. Um, but also, I'll say this, I liked him in NXT because he got when he talked, it was pretty interesting. They brought mm-hmm. him up and then he just became this flatline character. And I'm like, OK, well, there's nothing really there. Then, Like, it's like, OK, he has something or he did. And then he did it. And then he started dropping people on their necks again. So I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, this is this is concerning. And again, that's just going to be a concerning thing, man. Sorry, it's just going to be a concerning thing. When D'Lo sure. Brown dropped uh, Darren Drozdoff on his fucking head, people fucking cared as well as they should have. Because sure. it paralyzed the man, yeah. so it's like we gotta hold standards. We just have to sure. hold standards. But nobody, yeah, but I don't. But nobody was like D'Lo Brown can't wrestle. Uh, nobody, nobody say again. Drew McIntyre just dropped fucking uh, uh, Moss yeah, and you, fucking and you can't and thank God doing that happened. shit. And you huh? can't be doing. And you can't be doing that shit. Nobody's now, like, Drew McIntyre can't wrestle. Now, keep, no, first no, move AW pay per view started with Eddie Kingston dropping Chris Jericho on his back of his fucking neck. With a suplex. Right, right. And nobody was like, Eddie Kingston can't wrestle. That's my point. But what I'm saying to you is, I'm saying, Rich, listen, I'll, I'll hold it like this. Rich Holland can't wrestle to me. In much the same way I said to you years ago, Seth Rollins can't wrestle. I, I held that for a long time. And I was like, until he can go through a long period of time without crippling someone, then I'm going to hold that perspective. And I did because it was correct. And guess what? He became a better worker because he stopped doing dumb shit. And also he physically got older. So some of the shit, it just wasn't advantageous for him to do anyway. So it's like, he's still no, doing fucker bombs, bro. I will, like he, I will, he literally changed nothing as far know, as becoming stable. No, 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 that's incorrect because you know how long the buckle bomb went away as well as the stomp, even though that was for totally a different reason. Like it's like that buckle bomb had to go away for a minute until he could be, hey, I can, I'm good. I got it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? So no, I do hold that standard. You break someone's fucking neck and you have a, okay, you have a habit, enough. you have a habit of dropping people on their head when you drop motherfuckers on their head and the next time you drop someone on their head, break their neck, what am I supposed to do? Be like, oh man, I mean, they seem to have it all figured out. No, no, that's ridiculous. Well, again, agree to disagree, I guess. Again, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I think, again, it, I do think he has really bad luck with this shit. At the same time, he there's multiple people who we consider some of the best wrestlers. Who have dropped people on their necks on more than one occasion? That's it. That's my only point. All right, Hardy never crippled nobody. Huh? Bret Hardy never crippled. No, but Owen did. <laughs> but Owen did. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's and there's no one yeah. of the best of all time. But, no, 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 he's not. I, he I would. I, he, I, I literally, I'm like, he's the most athletic of all the Hart brothers. He could do the most stuff. But in ring, I'm like, nah. I mean, no. It, he was an amazing worker. You could even argue, obviously, he was a better athlete than Brett. But I'm like, I don't put him on any Mount Rushmore of the all-time great workers ever. I don't. You've never heard me say that. You you put AJ Styles in there. He broke somebody's neck. That dude broke his own neck, and that dude even said that. <laughs> like literally. That, I mean, that he even said he's like, yo, I didn't. I, huh? Did he break two dudes' necks with that move? Wasn't it two broken necks? No, because there was. Keep them. Keep this in mind. 
like they said, the Styles Clash is the easiest finisher to take. You just don't you do red. red like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what them dudes did. And that's how it wound up, how it wound up. So, again, cooperation, all that other stuff. That one is like, hey, man, you shouldn't have been doing that shit. Shit look real reckless. And now Big E is probably, is probably a rap. I hope it's not a rap. I don't think it is either. We'll see. But I hope it's not. Um, let's move on to AW. I do like, I, th- I will say this. This is the good, first time I've enjoyed an episode of AW Dynamite that had no matches worth rewatching. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Which is, I know it's, 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 a, it's a half compliment. I do think it was match-wise one of the weaker Dynamite episodes in, in quite some time. But I also think it was one of their strong episodes story-wise. Uh, really enjoyed the the, the 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 two stories that they're telling now with uh, the the Jericho Appreciation Society and um, the, the 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 power trip of um, uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley because and now the, the additions of Willer Yuda and Daniel Garcia who are two guys who are very linked they kind of came up together in the Indies and now both of them have this fork in the roll moment where one is probably going to be join the toolage of the real pro wrestlers of Daniel Bryan and John Moxley. And on the other side, you have Daniel Garcia join the toolage of Chris Jericho as a sports entertainer and just kind of, you know, choosing different different paths. And, you know, now if this works out to the best of this, these can be the, your kind of next two big guys years down the road after the, the four pillars, you know, uh, that, that, that we all know. So I, I, again, good. So I just want to give AW shout out. I really enjoyed all the promos and uh, and the, the match that that uh, Willie Yuta and um, and uh, Chuck Taylor had uh, with the with the after match tag team. So I, I just thought they did some really cool stuff. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's interesting and it's actually very helpful. It's actually the last thing to do. It's like no, you do put the shooter like a Daniel Garcia with the Chris Jericho so that Daniel because Daniel already has a lot of personality and character, actually. So it's good that he gets to dig into that more. And, you know, he kind of gets like the Sammy rub. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and hey, man, you count we, we count Jericho out and then he finds a way to do something interesting. So let's see how long this continues to go. Um, because again, with Jericho, I think it's pretty obvious. He doesn't really care about being the champion. He was the first AEW world's champion. Cause it made sense kind of had to be him. Um, and then, you know, when he lost it, he lost it and he hasn't really appeared intent on getting back there. Cause he doesn't need it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, from a much different perspective, a guy like Cody kind of needed it. And then he shot himself in the foot with it. And it's like, it didn't help him none. So, you know, there you have that. Um, that we finally have a new uh, AEW w- World's Women's Champion, which is cool. Uh, I think the we can look back at this reign of Dr. Britt Baker and say that it was a reign that did a lot for her. So, you know, uh, you have that. Let's see what Thunder Rosa can do with that, um, that run. And then, you know, let's see what Britt Baker does going forward because there's still a lot of stories to tell with Jamie Hayter in there should they choose to. So that would be kind of cool. Um but yeah, overall, I thought, you know, uh, Dynamite was fine. And 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 that was a much. I mean, again, I think it's been a very fine week of professional wrestling this past week. I was like, this was all fine. This yeah. was all, you know. But this was all fine does not make for interesting podcasts. That's why we try to, you know, pick pick and no, choose to find some stuff that was either terrible or exceptional, which is well, it, what, this week is hard. Well, I think I think honestly, it's more the news as a result. It's more than behind the scenes maneuverings that are, are kind of more the interesting thing of the day right as we have cody who it appears that his his return to wwe 
is imminent uh, as apparently he's already signed with the company that's gonna be so fucking interesting um very I, I, I think at this point it, what do you think i know we you know we talk about how we like big builds and this you, you there's two rods last to mania anyway i say save yeah. until mania let, let it be a pop for the first time we see Cody Rose walking out to WrestleMania to open Seth Rollins open challenge or something like that. Yeah. 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 I, I would be totally fine with that. I just think it's all going to be very interesting. I mean, I, I just think it's all good. I think it's going to be, I think, I think there's a potential for this to get weird. I sure. really, really do. Uh, because, um, you know, Cody's going, if uh, I get, I hope he has something in his contract about some sort of reasonable creative control, but that's not a thing. Unless you Brock Lesnar, I don't see, or if you, unless you Brock or Roman, I just don't see how it's working. So it's like, Hey man, you didn't like Tony booking you. Do you remember the man who you like, you know what I'm saying? So a part of me is like, Hey bro, went back to that. Hey, you ready to paint your face in nine months? It's going, it might happen. It might, it might happen. It, it very, because honestly, I see I, what I see happening is, He's going to come in. He's going to be hot for a second and some some go change. Either either they're going to feel like maybe the mass quality isn't up to par, maybe he's not the same guy, whatever whatever. And man, I just know we know what it looks like when Vince sours on a talent. When he sours on you, it's real, it's real real tough, man. And, and listen, he can be sour on somebody and and still employ him and do nothing with him. Cedric Alexander being a, you know an example. It's like, hey man, he's just big. He's just he's not he's not with it. But the guy's there, and I can use him. But I'm not I'm not really gonna do nothing with him. So I do wish Cody the best because he knows what he's going back into. His profile is certainly higher. He is a much bigger yeah. star than when he left. So he does have that cachet. But he's at such an interesting point because he can. All, I, I there's there can I don't think there's a middle ground for him. I think he only goes higher or he drops down. I just, I don't see a middle who, point. Who was the last big free agent, like big free agent like that, the WWE signed? Like the last free agent who was too big, clearly too big to go to NXT. I would say that's AJ Styles. Rough. Yeah, AJ that's what I'm Styles. saying. And, and he obviously went straight to the top, right? But that's, like, but within that's a year. But, but, but here's, no, no, totally. But that that's AJ Styles. Like he was, he was a brand new shiny thing. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, like, now you can always now there is historical cases where guys have left and come back and they've done better for themselves. So it could totally happen here. It's just the manner in which he left. You know, right. hopefully Vince looks at him with a bit more respect. Apparently, word on the street is, is that Vince likes guys who can go out and create their wealth independent of his company. He finds those guys to be very respectable and admirable. So hopefully he can do that. Uh, hopefully he can see Cody in that same light because that's kind of what cody's gonna need you know what i'm saying and then it's about how long can he can he hold that because is vince gonna still see you as the 20 something year old punk kid even though you're like i'm a 36 year old man now you know you, you go you better hope he sees you that way um so i think it's just gonna be a really really interesting situation man because uh i'm sure the money is excellent <laughs> i'm sure that vince probably cut him a check akin to what he wanted with tony khan um, but that booking, especially right now, you know, hey, I hope you, you know, it's 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 it ain't crowded at the top. There, there's only two guys there, so I don't I don't see him. I don't I just do not see him squeaking anywhere near there. Um, maybe for a cup of coffee, you know, maybe they unify the titles for a second. Terrible idea. Then split them up again so Cody can touch one <laughs> one time, and then we go from there. 
But I think that whole thing is going to be very, very interesting. But again, he is well liked. A lot of the dudes know him. So he, it's not like he's going to be going back to a lot of unfamiliar faces. There are a no, lot of and guys. There, and there's stories to be told there too, which yes. is which is exciting. Don't speaking of that, that's the one upsetting thing because if you are going to have Cody and uh, Seth work, you have. I mean, I, we'll see how they present Cody. I'm assuming usually when somebody like that comes back in, you start them off as a baby face. Um, and and I think you ha- you had like an interesting opportunity, Cody being a baby face that we all kind of want to see become heel. Seth being a heel who has kind of been turning babyface. I mean, the crowd is singing his song as he wrestles. Uh, you could have really told like an interesting story and and turned both both of them and kind of set the path of Cody being the badass heel we all want to see and Seth being the 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 your next big babyface. Obviously, that's not don't think it's going to happen in the next two weeks. Um, but we shall see. At least the match should be good. Yeah, let's be clear. Cody, go, Cody going to be heel at some point. You don't have a neck tattoo like that and you just stay baby face. All right. You just, you just don't you just don't. That man got that neck tattoo. You, we knew it was all when Brandy said, I ain't had nothing to do with that decision. <laughs> we knew, right. That, that was the first time. I think a lot of us had the murmurings of this fucking guy. Like that was the first time it happened. That neck tattoo happened. And you're like, fuck is up a boy. Like, you know, and it's so nah, man, uh, I, I would, I would, I would, I'd make that motherfucker a heel immediately. I bring I bring back the American nightmare because again he can't he, he don't don't no 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 more of this you know baby face Cody promo. To, don't nobody want that. Don't, no, 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 no nobody no. want that. No. Nobody want that, bro. Be out, go outside and be an asshole. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? What else you want to talk about? Oh, uh, so yeah, we got. Oh, let's talk wanna, about this. I, this is interesting because I, I think this okay. is an interesting argument between me and you. So Jeff Hardy comes out, says, gives two two big things, right? Uh, two big headline grabbing uh, news items, if you will. One, we find out that he didn't want to go um, get inducted into Hall of Fame. He was offered, said, "I'm not going to do it if Matt isn't there." Matt obviously was not offered for. To which, to be fair, I I think it's uh, justifiable reason for WWE to be like, we're not giving TV time to the guy who's on the other network. Uh, so no, he's not going to be. <laughs> he's not, we're not going to duck him. So Jeff refused. I think there's nothing wrong with that. The other part was uh, Jeff basically saying, uh, I walked out because I felt like it, uh, essentially, in, in, in so many words. I, I did my thing, the match kept going, and I said, fuck it, and I left. Uh, and this is where me and you disagree. Uh, you think it's completely fine and should not impact the way we think of Jeff Hardy. And I think it's more unprofessional than anything Shawn Michaels has ever done in his career. Uh, so let me let me let me, let me so, back so, so go ahead. Hold on, hold on, because you're misquoting me. I'm saying I don't really care. I think I do think <laughs> it, I do think I do think it was a smart move um, because again, he situation where he could get out as opposed to asking for his release and sitting at home like Mustafa Ali will have to do uh, for maybe the next year and a half, two years. Um, uh, so th- again, when I look at this company, this is not like Shawn Michaels has done way more unprofessional shit than That's this, right. uh, being, being involved lit the curtain call number one. So there's that number two, number two, yelling at people in the ring spots and effectively ending their, this big Van Vader being a prime example and making the overall product look so aggressively fake. He did this new. In matches, Vader being a Vader just being one of the worst examples. Oh, you're burying this fucking guy right here in the middle of the Montreal screw job. 
wildly unprofessional uh, to even be associated in that type of a situation. Although he did what his boss told him to do. I'm like, that's a dickhead thing to do. That's fine. Being pilled up in the ring. That's a big one. Walking out of media appearances. That's a big one. So he has all of these things that are wildly unprofessional. That's Jeff Hardy, by the way. Jeff Hardy oh, also has no, like totally, totally, totally. No, no. I, I told Jeff has had his fair share of substance abuse issues. His, his situation with Sting. I'm that just, was the I'm most. Saying, no, I know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're somebody who has chastised Shawn Michaels deservingly so for his lack of professionalism. And when me and you talked about this situation, you're like, man, I don't give a shit. I don't get. Yeah, because you know, because here's the thing: he wasn't impaired. He wasn't putting anyone's body at risk while he was in the ring. So that's why I'll go back to his match with Sting. That was the most unprofessional thing, Jeff Hart. If you want to sit there and say the most unprofessional thing that he's ever done and compared to the most unprofessional thing that Shawn might, if, like this isn't it. You, you would have a better case with, with Sting in TNA. That's the better argument. This is not the argument. That man was clearly impaired and Sting literally had to shoot on dude to protect himself and to protect Jeff. Like that was of epic proportions and a wildly unprofessional thing. So for you to sit there and say this incident right here is more uh, unprofessional than anything Shawn Michaels ever done. You ain't even close. I just brought up a better one. I brought up the actual one because that shit, right? That was the one that I was like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care about Jeff no more. Like, I really, I was like, I don't really care. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you do whatever you want to do with that dude. But that was when I was like, y'all just going to keep on giving this man chances. And he's going to do whatever he wants to do. That one, he was like, Hey man, I just didn't fuck with this company no more. I've been giving my, my body for decades. They made me really rich and all that stuff. They took me back a lot of times, but Hey, I'm done as Jeff Hardy. Just like I'm, I'm finished. I, I, listen, I made the hot tag. I was selling. You can't say I wasn't working and then I was just done. I wasn't, I, maybe I wasn't even supposed to be back in the match, but I think to that end, it got him what he wanted, which is his release. So uh, was it the best thing for the company for him to do that? Potentially. Cause you don't know, Jeff could fuck up again. <laughs> like it could, it could very well happen. He is a person who has addiction issues. That is a lifelong constant battle. So he ain't out the woods in that regard. Every day is, is a battle and struggle. And now AEW takes on that very real burden of this guy who has such a high name and market value in his mid forties. So it's like, that's what they got to deal with. Do I think it was the most unprofessional thing he's ever done? No, not even close. It got him out. It got him what he wanted. And you know, there you go. Yeah, man. Like I said, shout out to him for laying on his feet. The people, people love Jeff Hardy. Can I get enough yeah. of him? I mean, in, it, spite listen, of, listen. in spite of declining skill or, or, you know, Anything else you might say about him. And by the way, this isn't, I'm not one of those people who switches up his opinions on people when they switch companies. I uh, was very consistent about it. Jeff Hardy is super over. I think when me and you talked about the, the I forget, the triple threat match with uh, him, Sheamus, and Damian Priest. Yep. Like he's yep. super over. I don't know why, but he's yeah. super over. Well, it's, 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 first of all, we love country boys who paint their face. This is America. Country white boys who paint their face. And you got, and we got to keep in mind, I do think that Jeff has this appeal to him. He is such a flawed character that everybody can resonate. He looks really cool to kids and the, and the, the, these grown women who now take their children to these shows. Some of them were girls marking out over Jeff Hardy, you know, and some of these, I mean, I remember being a kid, Hardy boys were cool. They just were. And I'm like, yeah, these, these white boys fl flip everywhere. They, they jump around and stuff. They cool. They wear, they wear cargo pants. They cool. Like it's, it's, it's just so he, so he has that historic appeal about him that, you know, it's like, again, and also I do think this country does love troubled figures 
who inspired us once and made us feel amazing once, twice, thrice times. If you made us feel good and made us believe for any period of time, we won't never let you go. DMX is a prime example. That's a black dude. I ain't even so so put that on a white guy. Like that's even more like, bruh, like I, I tell you this much. Cause look, like, bro, like even like black dudes be like, yo, Jeff crazy. I love Jeff. I'm like, why? Like, he be jumping off stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, you know so you know but yeah to me i'm like hey man that man over like rover you know i i just if anything it's you know it it it, it is what it is man that's AEW's headache right now you know very true uh the only thing i i, I can add is that when uh when my wife saw jeff hardy when when uh we went to survivor series uh she said he she said that he looked like a uh a, a, a swamp creature radioact radioactive swamp creature was be that's was her. So it, doesn't, it. it doesn't work on everybody. Uh, well, I mean, of, some yeah, some some of us have taste and are like not from America or you know raised different. Some um, speaking of people walking out of WWE into a money bag, although I have no issues whatsoever with this story, uh, and and I just want to say, give her a shout out. Hey, uh, Tony Storm got the bag. She's got mm. the bag secured, and she doesn't have mm. to put her body on the line anymore, at least for the next mm. few years. So don't shout out to her man. for doing that. I'm going I'm to I'm tell you this. I'm, I'm going to tell you this much right now. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. When you can do what Tony Storm has done, shout out to Tony Storm. I mean, one, make your money however you got it. And again, if, if any of you guys are like complaining, oh, she's on OnlyFans, grow up. There are a lot of people that are on OnlyFans. There are a lot of professional wrestlers who are on OnlyFans. So, you know, because, hey, man, only a couple places really be paying money out here all like that. So a lot of, a lot of them still got to be on the road really putting their bodies at great, great uh, physical health. So to get the bag that quick. Um, and again, this is the thing that's really that, you know, Selena Vega had to do it for a hot minute too, I, I believe, or chose to do it rather. Um, I misspoke, but it's like, yo, you gotta, people gotta, the thing about it is, especially with that company, man, again, it's that independent contractor nonsense. You are an independent contractor, but you can't make no streams of income from nowhere else. And that's really just, it's just unfair and bad business policies. You can't take away people's bags. I'm glad to see that she is able to collect the bag. Hopefully it stays good and prosperous for her. She is uh, she is uh, aesthetically sensational. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> All, but again, you have cases like that, cases like uh, Adam Cole. That man makes like six figures off Twitch. And he's like, I can't give that up. <laughs> like, I got to I'm a, I got to be a capitalist. So, again, uh, you know, the company is not going to change, but it's good to see performers understanding their value and being like, yo, man, I'm going to use what I got. If I, if I can allow this company to exploit me and sure, mutually beneficial to a degree, but I'm putting my body on the line. If I'm going to let this company exploit me for their gain, where their gain is going to be so much more than what I'm making, right? In the grand scheme of things, then why don't I just exploit myself for the sake of myself? Every single one of you does it every day. You exploit yourself for the betterment of others. She's doing that for the betterment of herself. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got no problem with it. This McMahon, I hope he doesn't see this. Otherwise, I think bra and penny matches are coming right back, boy. Telling you that much. <laughs> All right. The man's about to see how much, how much, how much money he's hey, man, I, Honestly, man, look, here's, here's my thing, man. Look, I'm just hoping. NXT, NXT 2.0 is halfway there anyway. I was about to say, like, we got to relax because. I don't need this. I, see, I, I knew I never wanted Vince to lay eyes on Tony Storm. I was right. And I begin nervous. I'm like, how long till you look at you? You're going to look at Nikita Lyons one too many times and you're just not going to like it. And I will be so mad at him <laughs> when he does. <laughs> I'll be so mad at him. I was like, boy, if you if you if you are oh, dope, if, 
Oh, my God. If Nikita Lyons gets an OnlyFans account, mm, a lot of y'all going poor. A lot, a lot of y'all <laughs> will go poor. You will pay the price. You will pay the price. You will pay it. Well, yeah, we should we really will. quickly. Go I ahead, wanted go ahead. To, yes. Uh, to, we did have the Crockett Cup this weekend. So <laughs> we did. No, let, don't do that. Don't do speaking that. Of, speaking of whole lot of ass. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Oh, yeah. No, no, nah, nah, they had some good stuff. They had some I, good stuff. Go there in TNA. Yeah, I, I think they did. NWA, some, I apologize. Yeah, NWA, yeah. They did some interesting stuff. I mean, I don't want to go over the whole card as a two-day event, uh, but please feel free to check it out. It is on Fight. Um, if you, I mean, my thing is they, they got me a little tight, making me pay that 45, but I like, Hey, 45, right. yeah, a 45. I was like, Hey man, impact me giving that away for 10, bro. I was like, y'all gonna have to figure it out. Y'all gonna have to, but I do think it was for the two days. So like, it was like that, but I was like, man, that's a, yeah, so you gotta, you gotta tell me what you saw in the, for those two days. I mean, okay. So basically the thing I like, again, they had the Crockett cup, which is historically a very, very big deal. Um, which I liked. It was won by the Briscoe brothers, which I do believe to be the most sensible decision. Um, I don't think they could really go anywhere else with that. You know, I was like, you had it. They're, they're the best team there, the biggest team there, uh, name value wise. So you got to do it. Um, there seems to be an, a, like an implosion of some kind between strictly business. I mean, people got to keep in mind a year ago, strictly business was running NWA, Nick, all this left. And now they lost in the first round of the Crockett cup. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. There is a new NWA national champion, um, which I did not see coming in the way of Jax Dane. I believe, um, he beat crimson or, um, or Anthony Mayweather. So that's, a very interesting move. Jack Dane, actually former NWA world heavyweight champion. So that's an interesting piece of business they got going on there. In the main event, they gave me a nice, good old, clean, dusty finish, which means the babyface won, but he lost, right? So so it was uh, it was a DQ screwy finish that had uh, Matt Cardona beating Nick Aldis by disqualification. Some There was some chicanery, breath bump. Uh, you know, Matt Cardona's tapping out, and the referee... When they come to and they get their bearings together, disqualify <laughs> uh, Nick Aldis to uh, to give all this a legitimate gripe to run it back. I actually like finishes like that. Like, like I'll say again, one of my favorite matches of all time is Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from SummerSlam 2001, and that had a heli screw of finish. And I stand by that it didn't just it didn't decrease the match value at all to me. In fact, it actually that's what made it a classic to me. Uh, it was better than any of their other matches. I feel where they had finishes of a, of a, of a tap out or pinfall variety. So yeah, uh, check out NWA, uh, you know, that 45 though, you don't have to, <laughs> they don't have to, <laughs> they don't have to, they have to do something about that 45 homicide is also the new NWA world junior heavyweight champion won the title on his birthday. How was that not- match? That's the match that, that, that was the match. I was more interested in because it's homicide and Austin Aries wasn't yeah. the match as well. I believe. Austin and Colby. I mean, it was it was uh, it was solid for a nine minute match. You know, Homicide. Um, he's 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 given a lot to the bill. He he's not as nimble as he once was. I mean, not even close. But having the title on him still makes a lot of sense. So you know, there's that. You know, so that was cool. Camille retained her title. She defeated Chelsea Green. She's getting better. Uh, the Hex of uh, the team of uh, Allison K and Marty Bell uh, defeated Pretty Empowered by pinfall. The Hex. Now 200 days in, 
to their NWA World Women Tag Team title run. Also, Allison K has an OnlyFans as well. So you boys hating on the internet, stop hating and start paying. So uh, yeah, so it was it was it was a cool overall event. Uh, Forty five. <laughs> Forty five. All right. Thank you for that pitch, Satoyo. Uh, without further ado, I think we, we do. We have anything else you you, you want to discuss? I think we discussed all the news. We talked about all the things exceptional and less so in wrestling. Oh, uh, any thoughts on uh, Brock Lesnar driving your forklift? I feel nothing. Okay, and with that in mind, uh, let's move on to our match of the week. Uh, I'm not going to pull out any any old school matches. I did watch. Uh, right before uh, we start recording, I quickly went through the New Japan. Uh, today is the quarter, one of the quarterfinals nights. I suggest you just watch the last two matches. I couldn't pick the one I liked the most. Uh, I think online people really like the uh, Zack Sabre Jr. against uh, Will Ospreay match, which was excellent. Um, I know you know we are sometimes divisive on Will Ospreay, but I think whenever he goes up against more grounded opponents, uh, and now that he's wrestled a, bit, uh, a heavier style, he's slowed down a bit following the injuries. I think he has been just having his best matches, and I think this is right up there. Uh, and then before that, of course, my personal favorite, Shingo uh, Tatagi, had an amazing match against uh, uh, God, I can never pronounce his name correctly. Uh, it's not Tanahashi, it's um, please help me out there. The, the, the junior heavyweight, great, uh, who's part of the oh. it's, it's, it's not Tanahashi, it's. No, 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 it's not. I can't think of his name, unfortunately. I'm I will take this time to look up his name because he, we should know, we should know his name. He is, again, had a, a series of amazing matches with Kushida back in the day, has had two horrible, horrible injuries. Uh, his name is Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. I apologize. Takahashi. Yeah. That's right. Um, And they, like I said, had an excellent match beforehand as well, kind of a very... Uh, a big little match, although again, Shigo is not that big, but it was you know, uh, power versus speed, maybe. I think it's probably the better way of putting it. Uh, just two excellent back to back matches. I recommend everybody goes out of their way to watch them. My match of the week, and I'll put it real simple I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you guys to YouTube land. Uh, we're going back to uh, ROH, it's gonna be Brian Danielson versus AJ Styles. Um, this was a really, really good match. This is after uh, Brian Danielson had won. He had unified at that time the ROH world title with the ROH pure heavyweight title. So this is coming off his big victory over Nigel McGuinness in England. So these two had an amazing, amazing match. Fun fact, the ROH world heavyweight title, the only title in a major promotion that AJ Styles never won. But this match was a was one where, woo! Mans came mighty, mighty close. It was a barn burner for real. I mean, at this time, both these guys are like in their 20s, so they're just psychopaths, and it's just, it's awesome. Hey, quick shout out to uh, Jonathan Gresham, who is now, yes, holds yes. two titles. That's right. Other two, he's hold, uh, yeah, he won a progress title over the weekend, so now he holds the first man, I believe, to hold a title at the same time under uh, AEW subsidiary and under yep. WWE subsidiary. So yep. making history the there. and uh, history. That's right, yes, and it's good to the, see one of the one of the hottest free agents at the moment. If he yes. if he's a free agent, I'm not sure what's yeah. his status. Is. Don't know what his status is. BS. He is the progress 
world champion, also the ROH original world heavyweight champion, or as they should call it, he is the interim ROH world's heavyweight champion. As we all know, Bandito is the official ROH world's heavyweight champion. And Jonathan Gresham, you must come see the masked man. Okay, you must come see him in order to claim that you are the man of men. And I believe they have a match scheduled for April, right? This, April, this week. Yep. 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 All right. I have, might have to put up my 45 for that. Right. <laughs> right. That one. They don't get you. Uh, this, this wrestling will not let me live. Ladies right. and gentlemen, this has been us. I believe so. Do you have anything left to say to people wrestling wise or just anything about personal life you want these people to know? Oh, man. If you're in Indianapolis, I'm headlining Helium Comedy Club May the 5th. So that's still a ways away. But I'll be an upstairs room headlining out there. So if I got any Midwest peeps that are relatively close to Indianapolis or in, in Indianapolis, come on through. You come see me, have some fun, have some laughs. We'll hang out. You know, it'll be fun. Do you hear that, people? We have he is a major headlining star. Appreciate him. I appreciate him all you have him because oh yes. He, oh wait, also also wait to the Philly people. Uh, I'll be at Helium Comedy Club March 30th. So next Wednesday featuring for cam bertrand so if you're in philly you also have an opportunity to see me there that's right and again you can catch him on numerous occasions the man is a star i got nothing going on i'll be here ladies and gentlemen thank you for <laughs> spending time with us have a great week enjoy your wrestling watching peace peace